Hello, hello. Welcome back to Let's Talk Nudie. My name is Danny Skoy. And this week, I had the privilege of interviewing my friend James Lang, who will, in the future, I guarantee you, will be famous with his DJing skills and probably many other things. He's an amazing, amazing friend, and I'm really excited for his journey in his life. Um, he is one of the nicest, most kindest people I've ever met. And it's really cool conversation about his experience moving to the U.S. from Scotland and moving from the north of Scotland, you know, living in the farmland to to the city, basically. So it's a really interesting take, and I really hope you guys enjoy it. And I also, you know what? I also want to say this. A lot of people are laughing at how I say hello, hello, let's welcome to nudie or whatever. But you know what? I like it. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that. And I have thought about it and I will be keeping it. Love you guys. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Happy Saturday. You're tuned into a live exclusive podcast with yours Danielle Coy and guest James Lang happy to be here Danny <laughs> Wait, we'll, we'll fade it out <laughs> okay how was that I just want to say he's a DJ so oh. he knows how to how to mix it up no no break it's a break it's a break at the moment we're going through a break of of DJing with the uh, the idea to return this year Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully a big return. That's big return. That's what we're hoping for, you know. Uh, um, yeah, grand entrance back to the scene, but we'll see how it goes. So I have many titles, but one of my favorite titles is that I am James' manager. Yes, <laughs> that's true. We haven't actually got a contract in place yet, but I mean, we shook hands. That's yeah, we shook hands. Yeah, yeah. That, Gen- that counts. Yeah, gentleman's agreement. But I think we do need to get a contract in place that we'll 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 draw up together. Okay. Yeah, sounds like a good... I am an attorney, so we can do that. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll leave that stuff to you. I, I trust you with it. Um, but yeah, definitely, we need to get one in place this year and then shoot for the stars, won't we? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Well, welcome to the Thank podcast. You so much. Thank I'm you. so excited to have you. I know. It's not like I've, I've, I've not been begging you to be on it for months. <laughs> I think you got mad at me at one point. You're like, why haven't you asked me? Yeah, we weren't friends for a couple of months and then I got the call up and, and everything's fine now. So. <laughs> But no, no, really happy to be here, and, and like I said, really, really excited. A little bit nervous, but uh, excited. Good excitement. Good I, I've been waiting. I've been waiting because you know what? I feel like you have such a great story, and I'm like, I just want to wait until he's like really ready to expose himself. Expose? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I was thinking about it obviously days in advance as to what to talk about. Um, it's been it's been my thoughts for the week really, um, mm-hmm. or since since you since you let me know, but. Happy to go into any area and, uh, mm-hmm. and discuss as, as well and as accurately as I can. Um, and uh, yeah, just excited to be here and, and, and tell the fans. <laughs> tell the fans my story. <laughs> Remember me when you're famous. Oh, we'll do, of course. Yeah, we'll have that contract though. You know, mm-hmm. that'll, that'll suss it all out. So. All right, so let's talk a little bit about your background, where you're from, and mm. how you moved here to the US. Okay, so um, Scottish. As well, I like to think a lot of us know, but obviously for for new listeners and anyone that's it's not not met me before or heard about me before, um, everybody yeah. knows you. Everyone knows, yeah, that's, that's true. 
um but yeah scottish grew up in uh a county quite close to edinburgh for anyone who's relatively familiar with scotland they, they probably know of edinburgh edinburgh, edinburgh yeah okay. yeah so wait you were clo- you're close oh yeah 30 minutes away that's from... amazing yeah i mean it's it seems to be the only place that a lot of people really know out here that if they know of scotland at all you know because obviously it's the little brother that sits on top of England that nobody really talks about, but that's <laughs> part of the reason that I'm here as well. I feel like they have like a really good music scene. Is that how you got into music? Uh, yeah, well, it was actually a festival. It was I went to the festival I went to, must have been 2018 in uh, Manchester oh, um, okay. called mm-hmm. Park Life. We've probably talked about it. Dags definitely knows um, if he's not been to it himself. He's um, from Disney, so. <laughs> he's from where? <laughs> Disney. Is that a real place? This, <laughs> Disney? It is a, is it a, yeah. I'm just kidding, though. He's from Stockport. Stockport, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stockport, that sounds, that sounds about right. But it's a, it's a festival, um, I think it's, it's every year. Uh, it's one of the big ones in the UK, and I went with a group of friends that I was actually at school with. Um, 2017 or 2018, no, I can't remember. It was during, it was actually during a break from college out being out here. Mm-hmm. Um, go home from the summer, and we went in uh, June. And I just remember there was... You know, so many great music acts, uh, and it just sort of inspired me to, to to try and be the one up, you know, up there behind the decks. Um, as much as I love being in a dance, <laughs> um, it was just something that I wanted to do from from you know from being there. So mm-hmm. that was about, like I said, four years ago, five years ago maybe. Okay. And um, that's really when I got into it. But my parents, um, fantastic vinyl collection. They bought me a turntable when I was quite young for my birthday. So I'd... no way. So you've been you've been DJing. Not DJing, but listening to to records for oh, okay, to records okay. for quite yeah mm-hmm. for quite a long time. My my mom, both my mom and my dad have a um, you know a love for music as well. And you know, as I said, they got me a turntable for I think my fifteenth birthday or maybe sixteenth birthday, um, and just allowed me to to play all the records mm-hmm. that they had. So that was that was really the start of it, I would say. Um, okay. So it's quite late on, I think. Um, you know, in terms of developing a liking for music. Okay, I mean, you always had it in you. You grew up with a family. I mean, I when I met your parents, I don't know why I was shocked, but they mm. love music so much, and I'm like, that makes so much sense. Like James loves music. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, like I said, that's that's where my my love for music really came from. My parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, we'd be going around in the in the hire car around Miami and just listen to the radio, and they'd know pretty much every song that came on. Oh there. Obviously, God. wasn't not Latin House. They're not they're not quite <laughs> they're not quite there yet. I wouldn't but... be surprised if your dad's like goes out singing Spanish. <laughs> just pops up and he's just oh i know this one from <laughs> no but they, i mean they definitely have a, a pretty well developed taste in music from the you know 70s 80s era of when they grew up so mm-hmm. um and i that was the first genres that i got into too so I, was there I like know. a dj that you went to yeah i mean that you saw or something you're like wow wait i really want to get a turntable i really want to start doing this yeah i think to be honest it was um it was at park life i went to see dennis salter um who's he's like a at the time and still is now probably the biggest um you know scottish you know dj that we have okay. um obviously other younger ones coming through now but i remember at the time obviously down in england i was like i had to go and see you know mm-hmm. dennis salter play because i'd never seen him live um and that was yeah i mean when i saw him it was it, it was um i don't magical. want to say life-changing but it was yeah it was a magical <laughs> magical experience um and uh yeah i think that was it from there obviously with him being scottish as mm-hmm. well and and Miami's great being out here too is part of the reason I love being out here is they have lots of international DJs yeah there's a lot of choice it's honestly the best place that you can be and you happen to end up here I feel like you you didn't even try to be here 
at the beginning, I guess. Like, yeah, no, I think, you know, obviously Scott played a big part in that, um, us being in college together, being mates in college, mm-hmm. and, you know, visiting Miami, coming down to Miami for spring breaks, taking a break from, um, you know, the, the don't want to, don't want to talk badly on North Carolina, but uh, I mean, everyone really knows there's not much going on outside of, you know, Raleigh, Charlotte. I mean, compared to Miami, cities. I feel like it's yeah. hard. But wait, okay, so can we talk about a little bit when you came to uh, here to college in North Carolina and then how you moved down here? Yeah, so I actually started I started college up in Buffalo, um, having played soccer all my life, really, in uh, back home, and mm-hmm. had the opportunity to come out to the States, um, out to the US, to, to play soccer in college. And, I mean... You my, say soccer? Yeah, well, I mean, for the oh sake of this God. podcast... <laughs> For the sake of the I'm podcast, I'm shocked right now. No, nobody back home can listen to this. Me, me saying that, saying the S word. He is Americanized. Yeah, well, yeah, getting there. I've not been home in two years, Danny. Give me your accent. Huh? Are you gonna lose your accent? Oh, never, never. I mean, I'm not losing I mean, it. I mean, you said soccer. I said, oh, oh god, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. But can we cut that bit out? Actually, <laughs> no. We read it. Football. I, playing football. Um, but no, I, I played football all my life. Soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. Um, from a young age at home and then had the opportunity to come out to the US to sort of, you know, pursue the sport further. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't really, it wasn't going to happen for me, you know, professionally or to, to a, a, a decent, a decent enough level that I would have wanted at home. So, you know, the next best thing for a lot of, um, you know, kids in back home, if they have the chance is to come out to the States or at least pursue the opportunity to come out to the States to play and go to college. So, um, had a lot of help from people back home to, to, to get myself here uh, to, to, to Buffalo initially mm-hmm. and then the weather was just too too atrocious to last any more than two years so that's when I transferred oh to, God, I can't imagine to North Carolina out mm-hmm. there yeah I mean there was a lot of, there was a lot of indoor facilities that we could use um, but yeah for, for the most part you know everyday life was just mm-hmm. you were just out in the snow not really knowing where you could go and what you could do because um, it got really really I mean all the lake effect off Lake Erie, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, you know, just it limits you to being in the dorm room, being in the cafeteria, and then if you're not doing that, you're you're probably doing playing soccer on a ske- yeah. on a schedule as well from the college. You can't yeah. just go out, pick up a ball, and go out and play in the snow because mm-hmm. you know it's. Um, I can't imagine you being like such an indoor person. No, I'm not. Yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, growing up on a farm as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, spending too much time in, indoors is. is just, you know, mm-hmm. in one go is quite difficult. So, yeah, it was it was Buffalo to begin with, and then it was North Carolina, which is obviously where I met Scott, and then a few trips for spring breaks and and, and holidays and things down to Miami to to discover my love for Miami. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah. How was it when you came here the first time? We we're like, what is this? Yeah, it was it was pretty eye opening to be honest. I mean, it was mm-hmm. um, the weather was the first thing that you notice. You get off the plane, and I'm wearing a wearing a hoodie or a, a jumper or yeah. whatever and within you know two minutes you're just sweating profusively um <laughs> which is you know nice problem to have i suppose yeah you just, exactly you know mm-hmm. and become acclimatized but i think even now i still find it too hot at times even having been here for a couple of years i mean it's true it gets really things. hot in the summer but mm. it's so nice i don't oh, know i, I like it. to sweat i like <laughs> to just like be in it yeah i mean like i said you, you get off a plane here and you've never really been here before and mm-hmm. i mean it's the first thing you notice is that you need to change your clothes. <laughs> yeah. Do you miss being on the farm? Yes. Um, 
I, def- I definitely do, and, and it's been a while since I've, I've been home um, for, for numerous reasons, but I'm definitely going to try and get back this year. Just the, the open space, you know, cleaner air, open space, obviously, you know, my family are there as well, and all my friends, and um, yeah, it's definitely going to be on the on the, the checklist to get done to, to go home this year and see my family again and, and see if I can recognise the place, to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Do you guys still have animals there? Yeah, I can. I mean, I can honestly um, tell you. I mean, we look we look after sheep. Um, you know, we have livestock as well. So you know, your cows. Mm-hmm. But I mean, of our of our own, we don't really have that that many animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's never really been. It's been more on. We did soft fruit for a long time. So you know, your strawberries, raspberries, blueberries. Oh, nice. Them, which a lot of people, when I speak to them, they're quite confused about how you can actually grow fruit in Scotland because of the climate. Oh. Um. And it's it's actually well not to get into farming chat for you Go know ahead. 30, forty-five minutes, <laughs> but um, it's all grown in you know polythene tunnels. So when you okay. get when you get the sun, even though it's not hot, it allows it to grow and you know sort of you know it's so quite. So it's covered, kind of. Yeah, they're co- they're covered. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're covered. It's like translucent plastic polythene mm-hmm. that um, allows it to grow. But people are confused, like didn't know anything really grew in Scotland because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's it's. Um, known to be so cold and the, the weather's known to not not be the best yeah um not too dissimilar from buffalo at times so mm-hmm. yeah need to get myself south and here i am <laughs> wait okay so what was the culture shock i mean you did have some type of nice transition you know going to buffalo the north carolina then miami mm-hmm. but how would you say it would be different you know growing up in a city you know, instead of the farm um yeah i mean so you're you're saying in terms of the differences between the two? Yeah, because you know, well, for me at least, the people that I grew up with and that I know grew up in a city or like a you know small town or whatever. Mm. You're really one of my first friends that grew up in a farm. Mm. Do you feel like you have like a different perspective of life or, or how to live it? Yeah, I mean, I think there's lots of there's pros and cons to to each. Um, you know, I think like I mentioned, the space to be outdoors from a young age, I think it's only really good for you, you, you know, to be mm-hmm. able to, you know, play outdoors, run around, have a lot of space, um, all, all sorts of things you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having, I suppose, nature on the whole around you all the time, it's definitely, it, it helps you in certain ways. Obviously living in a city or, you know, more enclosed spaces um, wouldn't really, wouldn't really provide, um, I, I suppose. But then again, having lived in the city, um well at least in miami for for a couple of years mm-hmm. you know there's so much fun <laughs> like ma- i suppose ma- man-made fun as opposed to like rope swings and chasing animals around um <laughs> you know like i mean especially in miami there's always something to do and i think it's for me it was definitely the right thing to grow up in the countryside right, and, then, yeah. and then be able to you know through my 20s be somewhere where there's always something happening um definitely an element to miami that i've really enjoyed but yeah they're definitely are, the two are definitely very different Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think each have their own, you know, pros and cons. But they were the main things for me, I suppose. I feel like you're like so much nicer than pe- than other people Thanks. because you grew up in a farm. You think? I a hundred percent. Gonna name and shame on the. Sometimes I'm like, he's just so nice right now. Like people are taking advantage of him. But it's just the way that you grew up. Like you guys were so nice and homey. I don't know. And meeting your parents, just like a very homey vibe. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, just just come along. You just take advantage of me, then. And that's what, <laughs> that's what that's what I'm here for. Um, no, I mean, I think I, I don't know. I mean, there's lots of 
I grew up on a farm, but obviously a lot of my friends were from towns. I mean, it's not like everyone, you know, from Scotland. It's not like we all live on farms. Yeah. So we have towns, you know, we've got sort of been through Edinburgh. You okay. know, I have a few friends who, a lot of my friends actually moved to Edinburgh. So for this... Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. I feel mm-hmm. like that would be normal to go to the city and go to college there or something. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think they went, a lot of people go down to, go down to college in England. Um, mm. I mean, a lot of my, a lot of my friends did anyway. A few of them stayed up in Scotland. Um, but I think everyone seems to sort of gravitate towards, you know, city life to an extent. Of course, yeah. Um, you know, after education. So certainly through um, after high school. People stay at home as well, um, you know, stay in their, their local town. But mm. it seems like a lot of people like to at least experience a city life for a few years before they do whatever they're going to do next, you yeah. know, whatever that may be. And it's probably the same here, right? In, in I, terms I of- agree. I think, I mean, I grew up in a, in a town, like a very suburban town. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... It's so nice to, you know, grow, grow up with a bunch of animals and just like nature. And I feel like that's really good for you. And mm. then eventually going to the city and start working and doing your thing, like exploring different, you know, vibes or whatever. But that's so cool that you did that. The other day I went to the farm um, here in Miami. No, in, in Davie with mm-hmm. my sister. And we saw like alpacas, goats and all that. And I'm like, I can't imagine growing up. Mm-hmm. surrounded by animals just like you just you know roaming around the land and whatever yeah. but that's so cool um i think that really gives you another bigger perspective of life and just knowing that like you can connect with people like all over you know what mm-hmm. i mean because you came from such a far place such a different place and now you're here in miami it's like that's so crazy i don't know how yeah you connect with people like that yeah, I mean, I think it's it's never. I mean, you can always you always have the option, don't you? To especially when you get older, if you really want to experience the wildlife or, or live somewhere that's a little <clears> bit more, um, you know, out the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you do well in the city, like you'll have the opportunity to do that. But I mean, I definitely encourage anybody to live in, you know, the, if not the countryside, you know, somewhere, you know, where you can experience more elements to nature than you mm-hmm. perhaps would in in you know in the likes of Miami. But even then, there's so many different areas to Miami that you can live in that are not brickle or not um you know downtown area midtown That's so you know, there's true. so many different yeah. you know cultures as well so i mean it's really to for me anyway it's really got it all yeah you can go to like even coral gables and get a little bit of nature out there mm-hmm. there's this outside of the city well, that, there's this pool in, in coral gables is it a natural pool or something i'm yet to yet to I, go what so like this mad natural pool or something on the a natural pool what a yeah natu- like a like a, like a I, spring I, like I, no it's like a it looks like a swimming pool with loads of like pubs around it or bars it looks like it looks like i feel like you're dreaming this place maybe yeah maybe it's just maybe it's, it's, just a it's like a land full of pubs and a pool a pool it's like a natural pool with just beer everywhere no i've definitely seen it no no no, no. this Wait is definitely get, a dream of yours we just get scott to clap bags what's the um <laughs> there's this natural pool in coral gables you know the one i mean no come on <laughs> You don't know, we're talking about we're talking about um, different areas in Miami now, and there's there's. We have another guest speaker. Yeah, sorry, introducing. Hello, I'm Scott. No one can Wait, hear you. Know, no one can hear you yet. I'm Scott. You remember me? <laughs> oh, episode two. Yeah. Well, we need to establish where it is. So, can you do a quick Google on the? Um... He says that there is a natural pool in Coral Gables, surrounded by pubs. Yeah. Can you can you look it up? I'll, I'm, tr- I'm, multi- I'm trying to multitask. Have you heard of that? No. <laughs> he said no. Everyone. I'm going to type in Coral Gables pool. It will come up. Venetian pool. Venetian pool. 
a Venetian pool, but that's not a natural pool, is it? Yep. I think I so. I don't know. Public swimming pool in Coral Gables. In a second. We just need to get him in, into his insights again. Since 1923, <clears throat> enjoyed by hundreds of thousands of people. Fed by spring water. Fed by spring water. So, I mean, it's natural. Okay, everyone, we have confirmed that there is actually a natural pool in Coral Gables. Okay? Yeah. I definitely yeah. need to go there. For any one of you who didn't know that there's um, a natural pool in Coral Gables, there is, and we'll all go get on the pints. <laughs> we'll all go together, just we'll text me. Yeah, just let's get a group chat going. Everyone, let's get out there. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think like we were saying, there's um, you know there's so many different cultures, there's so many different areas to Miami that you can really get it all. Um, and I think even having been here for two years, I've only only really scratched the surface of you know what it has to offer. Can you be offer. a tour guide if anybody wants to come? Not yet. I've, I need a bit more time. I need a bit more. That's what I'm saying. I need a bit more time. I mean, I can tour it with certain places. Definitely that I know well, but it's definitely more to see, you know. Okay, so let's talk about what you're doing now in Miami. Okay. I'm, try I'm trying not to put on too much weight, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were talking about it earlier. I don't want to, I'm not going to throw numbers out there because I don't want to, you know, don't want to humiliate myself on, right on air. Oh, thanks. Dags, get my good side there. <laughs> um... Yeah, I know. I just try not to put on weight. I think oh, Christmas didn't help. Um, but yeah, trying to get back into sports. We have, we have an 11-a-side team with a good bunch of lads that we play on, on Sundays and then there's, there's sports during the week. So the focus is definitely going to be sports and um, well-being, mm -hmm. healthy living, trying to cut out Uber Eats and, and frozen, really frozen food. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Do you cook? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I do, I do the, the, the Trader Joe's, the frozen packets of food and put them in the saucepan. And oh, that's smart, actually. Yeah. I do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the occasional, uh, you know, bacon, egg, toast, cup of tea, oh, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. But I mean, I need to, that's another thing. So it's learning Spanish. Okay, that's one of your goals? Yeah. This year? Okay. Learn Spanish, um, learn how to cook and not put on too much weight. I feel like you look great. I don't, I don't. I don't know. It's just it's 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 um it's just Christmas time. We'll put it down to Christmas time, and I think as well, if you start getting out, it's a really important place to get into a routine of some sort. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I lose routine, you know, here or there, miss football for a couple of weeks, or you know, don't go to the gym as much. Um, and go I just, out a little too much. Maybe yeah, maybe <laughs> go out a little bit too much here. Yeah, occasionally. Um, although that's got that's definitely something I'm. I've cut down on as well. Mm -hmm. um, but then if you lose that, it's just easy just to, you know, maybe put on a little bit too much timber. Mm. So, but yeah, there's I'm going to put a picture of you on our Instagram so everybody can see how much you, you you're not like super fat. You're just you're literally <laughs> just, being dramatic. Just a little bit. <laughs> no, just a before and after. We'll do the beginning of 23, end of 23. No, I'm just going to put, like, how currently, you're not fat. But, yeah, everyone just thinks I'm just this massive lump yeah. just on the mic. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, that, I think they're the goals, Danny. And obviously, you know, maintain, maintain good friendships, create new good friendships. I think, that, you know, that's one thing that, um, that I've really enjoyed is meeting different kinds of people, meeting new people. Um, and, again, we were talking about you know, city life compared to, you mm -hmm. know, maybe living on a farm or, or growing up in the countryside. Um, 
you don't have a, you don't really have the opportunity to meet as many people as maybe you'd like or you know the different types of people that you might like so um that's definitely another benefit and um i'm positive mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. to living you know out, certainly out here i love how i asked you what you're doing in miami and you have not told me what you do for work oh no but no i love that i love that because here obviously in the u.s that's the first thing we say is like oh like mm. what do you do or like what are you doing now and it's you, people immediately go to their work and i do that yeah. I'm naturally i'll be like oh I, i do this or whatever But you're like, I'm trying to lose weight, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to learn Spanish. I'm an ambassador for Weight Watchers. I don't think anyone knows what that <laughs> is. Um, no, I, that's, that's a good point. I think, I mean, I definitely, well, I, I do the same thing as, as Scott, working in sales. I definitely enjoy it and I definitely love it. Um, but I think, you know, it, it takes up, it takes it can take up quite a lot of your time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so you, you try and find balance. You try and find other things to do that... that Um, you know, outside of work. Um, not Are you competitive? I would say, I would like to think so, yeah. I would say I am. Yeah, because I feel like with recruitment, a lot of people that work in recruitment are very, you know, they, they have this competitive nature. Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, no, d definitely. I think that's what, I mean, that's what makes it, ultimately, that's what makes it all work, mm -hmm. right? Because you've got different, you know, got different people sat at different desks competing to be, you know, the, the person who makes the most money. So, and in turn, it, you know, it makes the business work. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, you know, with sporting background, Scott will be able to tell you that as well. Um, always just growing up being competitive. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, trying to drag him out to the tennis court at the moment, he's got a bad back. <laughs> You'd take care of him, he's getting old. Um, but he is not getting old, <laughs> he is 27 years old. Is he? Next week, 27. Yeah, he's next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's next, yeah. I got him a present. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I asked him if he wanted it today because I know we're doing a lot of his... Well, we're doing the barbecues today. And, mm -hmm. um, I didn't know if he wanted it today. We're doing the birthday today or... Um, anyway, back to me because... <laughs> <laughs> This is about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, where were we? We were talking about what you do for work. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, the, <clears throat> the competitive nature is definitely something that mm -hmm. helps push you as well. Um, you know, if you're around competitive people, yeah. even if you're not that competitive yourself, I think it can, you know, it can sort of fuel fuel the embers of, you know, being competitive. Mm -hmm. If you're around, if you surround yourself with people who are, you know, like to say you, you are who you surround yourself with. Um, certainly if you're around competitive people, it can help you maybe if you're not quite as competitive. Yeah, um, yeah like, I, I don't know. I, I get confused with the concept of being competitive or being ambitious because I think, I don't think I'm competitive in the terms of, I want to be the best. Mm -hmm. I think I'm more like ambitious. Like I want to do so much, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I I feel like you guys are very competitive. Like you know, um, your coworkers, a lot of them, like they're very competitive. But you guys are also ambitious. Mm. Yeah, I but think... you're like the chillest one out of all of them. Yeah, all the ones <laughs> you met. Um, yeah, I think that. Well, the, the difference. I don't know if you think the same but I mean if you're being competitive you're always you know sort of pegging yourself um, you know in comparison to people around you yeah whereas you know ambition is like this is what I want for myself this is what I want to achieve for me it's not really to be better than anyone else it's just to you know do the best you can for you exactly um, mm -hmm. I think you know both are for different people I suppose both would be important um, are you ambitious? to an extent um, I would say I, I am Um, I definitely maybe something I need to work on um, and I don't want to work at I, nobody wants to work right right so the ultimate goal is I to, definitely to not don't want to work 
yeah. <laughs> Especially with all, you know, all this, this work from home. I'm so jealous of, you know, people who can, can work from home. But at the same time, um, not saying that's not working. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, if you, if you have a work from home schedule, you have a lot more freedoms, right? And You, you know, do, but it's... also working from home, you're, it's very like a, you have to take initiative. Mm. You know, working from home, especially if you have your own schedule, you got to be that person that gets up early regardless of if someone's telling you to get up early or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to be on you. And I feel like working from home only works if you have this internal ambition for yourself. Because if you don't, it's like, what, why am I going to get up early? Or like, you don't have like that, like discipline. But mm-hmm. um, I think with law school, I got like a lot of discipline for that. And I was able to maintain it through my, through my career. Mm-hmm. And I work from home right now fully. But, um, but I still have that discipline. I always get up early. But it's also Scott, like he wakes up like at 5 a.m. Yeah, no, I don't. That's one thing I don't miss is being woken up by him going to the gym. And we used to live in the men. And I used to just, on the daily, I felt terrible about myself because I, <laughs> he'd be the one that was up at five. I'd get up at like, you know, seven, seven, fifteen, bearing in mind mm-hmm. we need to be out by, you know, I'd leave myself 20 minutes to get ready. He'd leave himself mm-hmm. two hours, hits the gym, makes yeah. breakfast. I'm just like up one eye open at like 7.20 and I'm like, Scott, can you put me on some toast? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's definitely... Um, yeah, there's definitely a difference there. And I think we had one day, I think, where we worked from home and it was my least productive day I think I've ever had in my life um, working. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's hard. And I don't know if it was because maybe I'm not used to working from home or whether I just don't have that, you know, in the workplace, if nobody's around me, I can't, I can't push myself to, to actually yeah. get anything done. I think it's probably to do with that. I mean, that day I think yeah, I ordered, ordered a pizza. Your environment is very, very important. I remember when there was a hurricane coming and everybody had to work from home. It was 10 a.m. And Scott's like, do you think it's dangerous if I drive to the office right now? Like, I just can't work right now here. Mm. And maybe it's because he's not used to it, but he always loves going to the office. It's just like, you know, there's a lot of people that want to be around other people. Not everybody wants to work from home, but I agree. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think, like I said, that day was, was... was the least productive and it made me realize to myself because a lot of people will say oh i wish i could work Mm. from home i mean don't get me wrong i'm i think it's the freedom element to it you know if you get your stuff done yeah you know you can finish maybe two three hours early or just do something else or you know you can break the day up and go and you know um go to the shops or do some household chores or whatever um which on a saturday or a sunday you don't want to have to do uh but for the likes of you know for the likes of anyone who works in an office like that's the opportunity the weekend is the opportunity to go and you know do chores or run errands um and it would be nice to be able to do it during the week albeit if yep, you can't work exactly. from home you can't so i don't think i'd be very good at it without good amount of practice <laughs> <laughs> so there we go okay so i have a question for you because you read the alchemist or like halfway through i don't know but i've been wanting to ask you this on the podcast what is your ideal life Okay, I thought you were gonna go. I thought you were gonna get into real detail in the Alchemist, and I was gonna get, ex- <laughs> I was gonna get exposed for like. Re- I read literally. About I'm gonna 30. quiz you. Yeah, don't. Yeah, that's gonna be followed up by a quiz. Um, that's what I do live. Well, when I first met you, I remember you were reading the book, and we got into a very philosophical conversation. Mm-hmm. And I really love what you were saying, so that's why I want to ask you here. 
It, it did, bear in mind, Danny, it did take me about six months to read 30 pages of The Alchemist. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm the best, I'm the best to answer. But I, I mean, ideal life, you know, I think it, I would say just, you know, not, not to have to work. But I think at the same time, it, it encourages discipline. So, I mean, some element to work where you're, you mm -hmm. know, you're making some sort of, you know, meaningful contribution to, for some sort of good cause, mm -hmm. um, where you can still, you know, it still provides and, you know, it gives you the freedom that, you know, we talked about um, to sort of run your own schedule. Um, I see. Yeah. I mean, I definitely need, yeah. I definitely need structure. Um, okay. I can't, I can't create a hundred percent of the structure <clears throat> for myself, which is obviously where a job comes in for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, finding that balance between, you know, having a certain element of structure almost provided or is there for you, but, you know, maybe the other 70, 80%, you know, you have um, mm -hmm. autonomy over it or you have, autonomy, the, you have the control. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So what would be your ideal life? Well, like a balance between the two where you're still doing something that's meaningful in some sort of way, but also have the free to play free to be creative or maybe DJ. Yeah, you, like you sort of, you feeding me the answer a little I bit. don't know. I just, I, <laughs> like, I'm trying to... No, to, yeah, I mean, I was probably wasn't very specific with my answer. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the two, the two things that I like, I enjoy the most outside of work would be, you know, football and um, music. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't even necessarily have to be DJing. Um, oh, really? No. I, what about I was, producing? I was, I was thinking about, I tried producing and, well, I mean, I, I want to say I tried. I gave it a shot for maybe like a month and a bit and I found it very difficult. Why? Why um, I mean, I think I just, I didn't really do enough research prior to going in. I just sort of, I downloaded this program that was like free um, and just tried to, I just sat in my room for hours just sort of playing about with it. DJing's more sort of, you know, um, you can just sort of play around with it and sort of pick it up. Whereas yeah. I feel like producing is just a completely different ball game. Um, you know, and, and I don't, I wouldn't say I, I can't stick something out, but I mean, I like, I'm very much like onto the next thing kind mm -hmm. of person. Mm -hmm. And you know, if, if I can't pick something up within a month, I mean, that's much longer than I'd give a lot of other things. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm off. Your attention span is just, attention span is just like, yeah, not, it's not the best. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I think definitely music, Definitely sports, definitely music, um, and if and if either of those two, you know, could provide for me, then that would be that would be great. Yeah. Um, and then also, I don't want to say that you know the cliche of you know giving back or anything like that, but helping helping people, mm -hmm. um, or helping helping some sort of cause. I I had thought about, um, you know, being involved in the process for kids to come out to the, to the U.S. to play soccer. Mm, so like. Obviously, having been through the process, I, I, you know, I, I know a bit about it. I know how, how it kind of works in terms of, you know, start to finish um, of, you know, putting yourself out there in terms of, you know, mm -hmm. game tape videos, um, like profile write ups, because you have to do all this sort of stuff to, to grab the attention of, you know, recruiters? coaches. Yeah, recruiters mm -hmm. like coaches in the US, like you have to put together a portfolio. Um, well, do you, you want know, to talk a little bit about that? Like if someone wants to you know, come to the US through a sport or through like a scholarship, like what would mm -hmm. you tell them like how to start basically? Um, I would say definitely, it's definitely gonna, it's definitely a case of like starting well in advance to when you think you have to. 
Um, because a lot, I mean, a lot of coaches and a lot of people know it have been in, in college sports. As soon as the season's over, which is a short, it's a short college season, mm. only really lasts from, I think we were August to, it can be as short as August to October. As what? soon the season? Yeah, I mean, if you don't make playoffs. Wow. Yeah, I mean, early November, and then they have playoffs, and then, you Okay, know, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, and then they have the spring season, but, I mean, everybody knows the spring season isn't anything compared to the fall. Um, but really, from the end of your season in the fall, you, the coaches are already looking for new players. Whereas, you know, you might apply to university in, I don't know, April, May, June time mm -hmm. to start in September. Um, you know, getting yourself out there almost a year before. Okay. Okay, is, that makes sense. It's yeah. like college, like you're applying for college. You have to do it way before. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I kind of missed the boat on it because I didn't realize that you can't just, you know, find somewhere, especially being foreign and trying to get yourself to okay. the US. You can't just get yourself there in like three months. It's more of like a year process. So I took a year, I didn't take a year out because of it, but it worked quite well that I missed the boat the year that I graduated from high school. Um, cause I just worked different jobs in between, okay. in between high school and coming out to college allowed me to save a little bit of money too. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely get yourself and don't be scared to put yourself out there either in terms of, cause like for me, a big thing was, um, I don't really like, I didn't really like making a lot of noise or, you know, standing out at all. Mm. Um, just in general, um, but you know when you put when you put when you have to put yourself um together like any sort of portfolio or like you know bio or get video footage of you playing sport it can be quite a big quite a big thing because it's almost mm -hmm. like oh, what if i'm not what if i just do all this and you know i don't i don't actually go anywhere like you just look a little bit silly i suppose oh wow or at least, okay you know so would you send videos to uh, to to some you know, would you do any research? Like, would you reach to other people? Like, what would you do? Yeah, so my, um, it's actually my, my coach from back home did exactly the same thing. He came out to play college in North Carolina, play college mm -hmm. soccer. Um, so he did it back in the early 2000s, I think it would have been. So he, oh, he wow. actually had, he had connections in the US and he was able to give me, he sent me a sort of a list of email addresses and things like that. Okay. But also you go onto websites, you you take off, you know, coaches' oh, emails okay. from like sports, athletics yeah. pages and stuff like that and you create your own database and then you just email them. I mean, I just emailed everyone myself. No way. Yeah. And would you get responses back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were quite receptive. I mean, I think the fact that, you know, you're a foreign, it's the player doing it because a lot of, I think a lot of um, kids go through agencies or they have their parents, mm -hmm. you know, help them. My, my parents would help me if they could but they didn't know anything about the US college system. Mm -hmm. So, I think the fact that, you know, I'm obviously not from the US yeah. and I'm sending them emails and I've, you know, I've put all this stuff together with the help of, you know, people from the club and, um, and whoever back home. Um, they, they are quite responsive to it. Yeah. Um, but still, I think I must've sent out, I must've sent out thousands. Wait, I, I didn't know that you were really trying to get over here. Hmm. Well, wow. it's partly Danny. My grades weren't very good. <laughs> I mean, you were playing pool instead of going to class. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's it. And my mom dropped me in it, in it there, didn't she, when she told you that? Um, but yeah, I mean, my grades weren't my grades weren't where they would need needed to be for me to actually really go okay. to university or, or go to college at home. Mm -hmm. So really, it was the, you know, it was the, not the only option, but it was, uh, you know, it was definitely a way. You know, you sit the SATs; they're mm -hmm. different. There's it's like a one sitting exam that okay. you can study for. And that's what they really base it off. As long as you have your, your high school grades or you have passes, 
Mm-hmm. The SAT is what they care about. So it almost gave me a new a new opportunity to oh, actually okay. study for an exam, yeah. do relatively well in it, and then you know go somewhere else in the world, right. which I think I wanted to do anyway. I wouldn't have really wanted to stay at home mm-hmm. um, or in or in the UK. Um, that's so. That's honestly yeah. very awesome because I had a crazy experience with um, with applying to colleges too. My parents had no idea what we were what they were doing or what I was trying to do. Uh, or even you know applying to colleges they had no idea mm-hmm. what was happening and I had to do it myself but I think um, how do you say it fending for myself in that way where I'm trying to apply to colleges taking the SAT I didn't even know I had to take the SAT until like literally like halfway through my senior year and I'm like wait I have to take mm-hmm. it before I submit this application it's so crazy <laughs> so um, having no guidance and fending for myself allowed me to kind of see the world like that like anything i anything i wanted to do after that it's like let me fend for myself like what do i have to do let's mm-hmm. look it up let's do a little bit of research what do i have to do what do i have to have to apply do i have to pay this like when are the deadlines whatever to anything after i applied to colleges after that anything i wanted to do like study abroad or any type of program that i wanted to join it was more like okay, what do I have to do in order to do this? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that gives so much knowledge and so much um, expertise about like how to do it. And you did it, obviously, from Scotland. You had no idea about the school system here. And you, you're like, let me do a research. Let me do this. I'm going to email all these like, random people, you know? Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, no, I think you're definitely right. Um, obviously, I had the help of... You know, people from my football club and then my parents would, would help where as and when they could with, you know, maybe writing my emails, making sure I don't make any, like, spelling errors because <laughs> I would just maybe write something. I wouldn't proofread it and I'd send it. Oh, my God. And my mum would be like, no, let me let me read what you've written because, <laughs> you know, you are my son at the end of the day and I don't want you to mass mail 5,000 US coaches with one spelling mistake and yeah. you know, a four-letter yeah. word or whatever. Um, but no, the, the the college that I actually ended up joining was a it was an English coach, okay. and, and he he actually came across to visit Scotland. He came came to Scotland to visit, um, you know, sign another player. And we were talking at the time, and he said, okay. "I'll come and meet you." And we met in Edinburgh. Um, oh wait, but he's he was he's English, but he was in yeah. England, or he he came from the U.S. No, so he came from the U.S. He was the head oh. coach at the college, and he came he'd come over to do recruitment or to recruit. I think it was about Christmas time, so That's like so I'm cool. saying, yeah. So he was actually he was signing another player on the west coast of Scotland, mm-hmm. and we were talking, and he said, "Well, let me come and meet you, and we'll and we'll chat." And then my my parents, I think we got the train through, or no, we, we drove. I can't remember, but we met him in this cafe in Edinburgh, and it was obviously face to face, you know, interaction as opposed to just emails. And lots of coaches will also come back on email and say, "Pay the twenty dollar application." just to get your foot in the door and then we can uh-huh. see where you're at with things. And there will be so much of that, you know, like 30, 20 dollars mm-hmm. you know, multiply that by thousands. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you, you know, you're not doing that. Um, but yeah, I actually met the coach. He was, you know, he was British. Um, and, you know, there wasn't any, it was just like, I'm, I'm, you know, very sort of, you know, matter of fact. And if you wanted to do something, it would just be like, they wouldn't be tiptoeing around anything. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. just like, I'll come and meet you. We'll talk, then we'll see. And I think, you know, after that, I was just like, yeah, I'm, it's, it's, you know, it's and much more And then he recruited you? Yeah. That's when... That was it, yeah. Oh my God, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And then I, I ended up leaving his, his college because it was too cold. <laughs> but, but, 
but no. Yeah. But he got you in. He got you in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it got me. It got, it got me over here. I mean, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be in Miami. So. Um, That's so cool. So yeah. Thank you, Buffalo. Thank you, Buffalo. Still a Bills fan though. I'm not Dolphins. Oh yeah, no, I'm not even a Dolphins. You're not Dolphins. Fan, a lot of your listeners, Dolphins fans. Do you <laughs> Are you waiting for a response? <laughs> Just sort of, yeah. Anyone? Anyone? Raise your hand. Anyone, yeah, hands up. Nah, Bills Mafia. Always. Oh, that's awesome. What a great story, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's pretty much it. And obviously, there's there's um hopefully much more to it's so to crazy create. how like you guys find each other here because you know you guys are a group of of people that went to what was it um what was what was the college called mount olive yeah that's the one that you guys met it mm-hmm. uh, with yeah. eric with joel yeah well it was like a group of you it was, guys it was uh, tim as well i mean he's back home but okay. he was, we were you know we're all still good friends uh, it was tim the mate well eric joel tim scott Obviously, Eric's in Fort Lauderdale. Joel was here. Um, yeah, you guys gravitated together. It's so crazy. And I just want to say, in Miami, I had never met English or Scottish people until I met Scott. And then I met, like, 50 English people. Like, yeah. you guys gravitate towards each other. It's so funny. Yeah, well, the Scots are definitely outnumbered. I think there's two of us. three or Two or three of us that I know. But, yeah, there was definitely a... Um, it was a surprise to come down here and... Mm-hmm. You know, there were so many British people. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, you know, because all I knew was all the only person I really knew down here was Scott, and then and then Joel, and then obviously I knew Eric was down here. Yeah, yeah. From college, but um, and then obviously you know, within work, there's you know. Right. You know, exactly. Bosses are English. So. Well, didn't you wouldn't did do you ever think about staying like in Europe? Because I feel like that'd be closer to you. After college. Yeah, or going yeah going to college there like why did you want to come to the u.s oh college in general yeah yeah okay um yeah it was actually between uh holland and the u.s because like i said grades weren't good enough for the uk um and there was a couple of colleges in holland that i think utrecht was the one that i was closest to i'd done the application they had a they had a good football team Mm -hmm. um and it was a new place to live in europe you know it wasn't um crazy expensive oh it's not no it wasn't no it wasn't college wasn't wasn't that not as expensive as you know going down to england would be okay which is you know which is expensive Uh, but it was between the two but i wanted to play like i said you know um well organized structured sports and that's what the the u.s Mm -hmm. had you know um as opposed to anywhere else so but yeah it was nearly nearly holland i suppose which would have ended up can you imagine if you'd be in holland right now no, I don't. I don't think as well. It would have been a place that I would have stayed, but it's hard to say, you know. You know, um, honestly, you've been here for how long? Like two years. Yeah, may may I moved to Miami, so may. I of thought you'd be darker by now, with the sun. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't get out much. <laughs> no, I think the. Um, yeah, I definitely need to make use of the pool a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But we see we're in an office all day, Danny. We're in. No, we're I at get a desk that. All day. No, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I remember when. I went to the doctor like a couple years ago and he said I was like low in vitamin D. I'm like, how? I live in Miami. <laughs> yeah. How does that I happen? just was not like out and about. I was working a lot. And at the time I just, I didn't have a balance as much, but yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I cannot live in Miami, be this white and have low vitamin D. Like that's so wild. No. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. How, I'm not, like you said, a little bit darker. Should be by now. Shouldn't I really? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I think that it was the big, the big selling factor was having twenty four seven sun. Yeah. Okay. And we have, I have time. Okay. You know, I have time to get my tan on. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's, there's time left on my visa for me to get a tan. I've got enough time. And you know what? The, I feel like in Miami, you. I don't feel like I'm living in the U.S. as much. I feel like I'm living in like a Spanish world. Out here, Somehow, yeah. Yeah. Out, out in where you live, out here now. Well, Miami, yeah. Or Miami, general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Are you gonna learn Spanish anytime soon? I am. For the Spanish ladies out oh, there. Well, why else do you think I downloaded Duolingo? <laughs> I'm on level two, I think. Okay. No, I'm level four. Okay. I'm on unit four. I'm trying to do day. I'm trying to do it daily. I know Scott is too. But it would just be great to be able to, to go in and not be like, you know, oh, hi, can I get this? Can I get that into any sort of shop that anyone speaks Spanish? Just be able to go in and really take someone by surprise. <laughs> you know, just be like with a thick yeah, Scot. Yeah, because you, like you don't look that Spanish. I mean, you, you can. But I think, you know, when I talk, I don't, I'm not ever going to sound Spanish. It's, uh, the best I can do is like broken Spanish with a Scottish accent. I but disagree. Still. I really think that you can sound really Spanish. If you really try, you can do it. Because I don't know what it is with English people and maybe Scottish people, but you guys roll your R's the way mm. that Spanish people do. Mm-hmm. Like say car. 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 Caro. <laughs> no, but like I feel like it's easier for you to say the double R than mm. let's say someone that's not from England or yeah. Scotland. I think I think even I don't even know if English people are known for it. Scottish Scottish people definitely are known mm-hmm. for rolling R's. Mi caro es fuego. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? I was, that was practic- really good. That I was, was really practicing good. that one last week. Oh, okay, so you've been preparing. Okay. No, yeah, on. I was waiting for the opportunity to Okay, is there anything else you want to say in Spanish? No, that's it for now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on Duolingo after the after the uh have the podcast okay next time i'm on the podcast i'll be level up we can do the whole thing in spanish i was about to say we're gonna do a spanish podcast one year from now let's put it in the books january the con- 20 what's first 21st 21st 2024 danny and james i'm gonna book it let's do it put it in my calendar i will i'm and gonna send you an evite through google Meets. Th- there we go it's official mm-hmm. this time next year full 100 spanish podcast can I call you James? Yeah. That's your Spanish name. Yes. And yours would be Danise. <laughs> you say it right. Danise. Well, I'm Daniela. Yeah. But, you know, people call me Danise. Danis. I, th- I heard that you don't you don't like anybody to call you Danise unless they've grown up with you or You know, or close I've enough. had people call me Denise because they don't Denise. understand how to say it, I guess. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? Just call me Daniela. I just, I can't do that. I'm no. not a Denise. <laughs> no, I don't think you're not a Denise. No, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean it would. I've lot, lots of different nicknames. James is that's that's a good. I'll one. I'll call you James. Oh, I'm gonna start yeah. calling you James. James. And then you start getting a little bit darker tanning. And, and then in I'll a be... year, you're gonna be like really dark Spanish. There's gonna be no more James. <laughs> it's James. He's gone. James is gone. James <laughs> is here now. Oh, all right. Do you have anything else to say? You wanna tell me until next time. Hopefully, meet a lot of the listeners. I can do a, I can do an autograph mm-hmm. day, if down the down the bookshop or. Okay. You know we can do an autograph signing. <laughs> no, I, I don't I'll, know. I'll link your Instagram so everybody can add you. Yes. And, uh, and ladies, he's single, so just saying. Yeah. Um. Thanks for announcing that, Danny. That was. 
That was good of you. I know, I'm going to get some messages, something. Oh, so inbox will be overflowing. <laughs> or manifesting. Man, we're ma- yeah, manifesting it. That's another, that's another skill I need to learn, manifestation. How to manifest? Yeah, because I've never come across it before I'd met you. Be, do you believe in manifesting? I don't know, because I've never done it and it had it work. You don't think you've done it? I don't think I've done it and had it actually work, no. Okay, okay. I don't think I've done it enough times for it to have worked, so it's difficult for me to say that, you know... I'd... It's it's hard because a lot of people talk about manifesting, but I don't think people know exactly how to do it. And there's different ways. There's different ways that we can do it. Mm-hmm. But it, it has to work for you and what you truly believe in and, and all of that. Because it is part work, but mm-hmm. it's also part you putting yourself mentally there to be able to attract it. Yeah. I think that the if we can manifest the Spanish podcast next year. Let, let's take a moment. Just close your eyes and mm-hmm. and let's let's visualize us doing it in a year. I can't. How do you visualize yourself <laughs> speaking Spanish? Um, when you don't know it well, <laughs> I'm trying. That yeah. is true. Actually, I don't know. Actually, oh, I'll so- think about this and I'll get back to you because there is definitely a way. That will be able to do this. I'm still doing it. Just keep manifesting, you know, rolling your R's. Okay, and then I'll get there. (laughs) I'll be fluent. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. Loved it. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Danny. It's It's been a pleasure. I was really excited to get the call up, and I hope I've delivered. Round of applause for our guest speaker, James Lang, or should I say, James Lang? James Lang. Do you want to end it with your song? That's a good one. <laughs> nice. All right. Okay. <laughs> See you next time. Until next time. <laughs>